Welcome to the Soulful Summit Podcast, a journey to your higher self. I'm your host, Haley Peel, a life coach and pharmacist, where I will help you elevate your self-care, reclaim your energy, and align with your true north. We will chat about holistic living, adventure, raising your energetic vibration, and how to connect with your higher self. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today's topic is on boundaries, uh, part three. So uh, the previous two weeks, first week, part one, we talked about what are boundaries and how to know if they've been broken. Part two was last week, and we talked about seven common boundary mistakes. And so if you haven't checked those episodes out, listen to those first. Uh, This is the third episode in the series, How to Express Boundaries. So this is a big topic, but I want to start small. So, and we talked a little bit before on the previous episodes, but how do you know if you have unhealthy boundaries around work? So here are some questions to ask yourself just to kind of assess for yourself if you have healthy boundaries around work. So do you ever, do you ever stay over your shift to help out, even though you already have important plans for that evening? Do you ever pick up extra shifts even though you don't want to? Do you ever feel like you cannot say no to additional tasks or responsibilities? Do you ever feel overwhelmed and resentful about work? Do you ever have trouble disconnecting from work, leaving work at work so that you can be present with your friends and family? Do you ever fear fear disappointing your colleagues or your boss? Do you ever feel responsible for solving other people's problems or issues? And do you ever feel underappreciated or undervalued in your workplace? So if you answered yes to any of those problems, you're human. We all feel this way at times. And also congratulations, because bringing awareness to this is the first step in being able to set healthy boundaries. So this is totally normal. So before we get into the how, I want to share a couple, like two boundary stories. One is a little bit more recent, and it's work-related. Another one is, it's been about six or seven months or so, and it's it's a little more personal. So I want to share these stories. And just to kind of, so I'll share like, so I'm... I love personal development. I love coaching. I I love all this stuff. And I will say a a book as I've gone through my like boundary development journey, one book that I came across is called uh, Boundary Boss by Terry Cole. Excellent book, easy to read, really great practical ways, uh, implementation things in the back and boundary, which she calls, um, I think she calls them like boundary starters. Anyways, it's a really great resource. And she talks about becoming a boundary boss in training. So I still like am in this place of I'm, you know, as I get exposed or have different experiences, I'm like, okay, this is how I can strengthen my boundary or, okay, this is something where I need to create a a stronger boundary around that. So I'm going to give two examples. One is work-related. So 
gosh, this was, um, I don't know, maybe several months ago, I was in a, uh, what we have quarterly business meetings. And um, the meeting was set from 3.30 to 5 p.m. And it was, you know, in the winter, it was raining in Nashville. So not great, not great weather. And it's kind of ends around rush hour traffic. Well, uh, my part, you know, was like a small part of part of this bigger presentation. So I'd, I'd early on already given my piece of the presentation. And I'm kind of just sitting there. We're, we're not even really talking. We're not even talking about, you know, pharmacy specific things at this point. I'm just, you know, sitting part of part of this meeting. Well, it's about 10 till five. And there were at least like 30 more slides to go. And I was asked, like, they pause, like, okay, let's check in on time. Can is everybody good to stay? Well, I, in the moment, like, you know, in an effort to like, I, to, (laughs) I'm a recovering people pleaser. So in an effort not to be rude or not to be perceived a certain way, I was just like, oh yeah, I can, I can stay, which for the time I I could, but I, I really did have a hard stop by about really like 530 because I needed to be back home by 6 PM to give my dog his, um, his epilepsy medication. And it's raining, it's rush hour and traffic in Nashville. Like, I'm not sure how long it's actually going to take me to get back to my house. And really kind of looking back, what I needed to say was, yes, I can stay, but I have a hard stop at 515 or have a hard stop at 520 and kind of move on. But I didn't. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I can stay. Well, time kept ticking. Um, you know, 515 came, 520, 525, and like there's no end in sight, right? And I'm getting more anxious because I'm like, I've got to get home to give my dog his meds and blah, blah, blah. Well, eventually I, you know, like stood up and was like, thank you. And I, I really got to step out. I got to get back. And, and it was, it was fine. But I just like, in hindsight, you know, next time, Yes, I can stay, but I'm, I have a hard stop at 515 and then get up and go. So eventually, so I, I did leave and, um, you know, respectfully and, you know, step out of the room and that sort of thing. But I was concerned at how I would be perceived and I didn't speak up when I needed to initially. And the thing is, when you set healthy boundaries, the people that you want to be around will respect you more and your relationships will grow stronger. You'll, when you begin to set healthy boundaries or set boundaries, you'll kind of, it'll be clear, maybe people that you don't want to be around if they're not respecting your boundaries. You know, another story is, uh, is with my mom and my mom had been, had, you know, asked a question about, uh, about my personal life that she's asking before. And it's always, I've always felt very defensive about this question. I've always felt kind of like triggered and, you know, and that's not at all part, like her intention. Like I know she's just curious about this part of life of my life. Um, but after, you know, lots of coaching and uh, self-awareness work and all that sort of thing, I, when she asked me this question again, I was prepared for it. And I just said, you know, mom, I, I know you're curious about this part of my life. And I, I know this is not your intent, but when you ask this question, I feel like I'm not good enough for you. And I know that's not your intent at all, but it is how I feel. And it's something I'm working on. I just ask that you not ask me this question. And when I'm ready to share that part of my life with you, please know that I will. 
And the thing is, like, she had no idea I felt that way. She had no idea. And she, you know, once she heard that, she has, like, it's been at least, at least six or seven months now, she has respected that boundary. And in that moment, I felt really free. I felt really empowered. And our relationship has gotten stronger because of it. And I do want to make a little, little distinction is that, like, um, I am responsible for my feelings. My my mom doesn't make me feel this way. Like I'm, I feel this way on my own, but it, it's something that, you know, personally I need I'm working on healing type of a thing, but being able to set that boundary. Oh my gosh. It was so freeing and, and very empowering. And, and, uh, yeah, so it, it's really our, I feel like our relationship has gotten stronger because of it. So, and that's a good framework, by the way, that you can use is like if somebody asks you a question or something that's you're like, "Mm," you know, that's part of the part of the process of like identifying your feeling like mom, dad, um, friend, you know, whoever, Aunt Sally, I know you are, you know, I, I recognize being being kind, like, you know, when you ask this question or when you say this, I feel and then however it is you feel. And I just ask, or what I need is for you to blank. And yeah. And so moving forward, I just ask that, like in this situation, I ask that you not ask me this question. And then when I'm ready to share, please know that I will. So, you know, identifying how you feel, Hey, like, I know that's not your intention, but this is how I'm feeling. And what I need from you is this. And so that's a good framework that you can kind of apply to um, different areas of your life uh, as well. So, okay, so let's getting into setting healthy boundaries. So the first step or the first part of this really is learning to set healthy boundaries with yourself first. So what does that look like? So last week we talked about, you know, knowing what is okay and what is not okay. And that goes like with boundaries for yourself too. So like, look at your, your home setting, look at your work setting. Like, how do you like your home environment to be like the lighting, the noise, cleanliness, clutter from a work standpoint? Do you like what you're doing? Do you like your coworkers? Do you like your culture, the interactions? Um, you can, you can ask these questions again, home, work, finances, relationships, Um, Some questions to ask yourself, how do you like to communicate? Do you prefer in person? Do you like text? Um, What is your health and wellness like? Do you have weekly like that yoga class? I am going to, I'm going to go to my yoga class two to three times a week, you know, no matter, no matter what. (laughs) Um, And, and so knowing what, what these guidelines are, that's, that's an important step. So taking some time and actually going through these areas, journal, write it out. You can do a voice text, just create guidelines for yourself. And, you know, then to expand upon work a little bit more, you know, how well, how often are you willing to stay over your shift? Or how often are you willing to pick up extra shifts? How is your workload? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Like you can't take any more projects on? Or maybe are you bored? Are you feeling um, like you need more of a challenge? Then, once you've identified that, begin to set boundaries for yourself. Okay. So I will only pick up two extra shifts a month. Beyond that, I will say no. I will go to my yoga class twice a week. Um, I will tell my boss, my boss, I need to check my calendar before automatically agreeing to work overtime. 
<clears throat> I will only work, watch two Netflix shows a week. What, whatever, whatever the thing is, set the boundary for yourself and then follow through. Follow through for yourself first. Okay, then you probably want to know, okay, great. I set boundaries with myself, but what? how can I set boundaries with others? So what I would say, and this is this this is kind of, I would say, first of all, like, like, great job for going through this work, like, the awareness part, the guidelines part, like, this is this is a lot. Give yourself some grace, give yourself, like, you're not going to become like a boundary badass immediately. Like, it's it's we're all works in progress here. So kind of give yourself the freedom to learn and the freedom to grow. You either, as Nelson Mandela says, you either win or you learn. But if there are some areas like around work that you're feeling overwhelmed or resentful, maybe start, um, you can start with like one or two areas in that, or maybe start with an area that's a little bit easier, whatever feels right for you. But once you've kind of established, okay, this is my boundary, then begin to think about having some boundary starters or some boundary, boundary frameworks ready to go. And just know that like, you don't have to have an answer in that moment. Um, yeah, you don't have to have an answer in the moment. Now, one, one question I've got gotten from the community is how do I respond or how do I tell somebody that like, if they're trying to give me work or pro- assign work or a project, like that, that's not my job. I'm going to take a drink of water here. Okay. That it's not my job. So when I think of this, I have a couple of different scenarios that come to mind. It depends on who is asking. So if it's your boss asking, I would respond a certain way. If it's a coworker that's asking, I would respond another way. And if it's maybe a direct report that's asking, then I would respond a third way. So let's say it's your boss asking, you know, I, I, I've heard this before, like, um, your boss or your company wants to reward good work with more work. Okay. So maybe it's your boss that's asking. And like many of us, if we have, a, we, we probably have a little bullet point on our job description that says, you know, list your specific job description. And then you probably have something that says other projects as assigned, which is like a catch all for all the other work for additional work. But the thing is, Again, we're practicing healthy boundaries here. So your boss wants to reward good work with more work. Here's what you can say. Here's a simple framework. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity and I have a lot of competing projects right now. Can you help me determine which one needs to take top priority? Okay, so with this, so you're, so this is a very professional way to let communicate I've got a lot of work right now. Help, you know, help me which one needs my top priority. And, you know, don't be afraid to say like, okay, I'm going to take this project C like this is, and just know that it's going to take project A, maybe one to two extra weeks. Like again, having that clear line of communication, having, you know, making sure everybody's clear on the expectations is really important. If a coworker, let's say your coworker wants you to help with a project that does not interest you, it's out of your expertise, it's not part of your job description, <clears throat> here's what you can say. 
oh, unfortunately, I cannot. But once I fin- finish up this current priority, I'll see. To, I'll follow up to see if there's a way I can support you. Or you can just say, unfortunately, I can't. That's out of my expertise. Unfortunately, I can't. I have three competing projects right now. Pause. The end. <laughs> um, so that's those are two different ways you can respond with <clears throat> extra project work. If it is your if it is your like direct report or employee that's coming to ask you and it's a it's a point where it's like putting more work on you. Kind of depending on the ask. I mean, obviously, if it's like an urgent patient care situation, I mean, you you have to kind of prioritize and identify that yourself. But if it's something that you know the employee needs to to learn how to look up and research on their own, um, you can say something like, "Okay, okay, I've got a couple ideas, but I would love for you to go through this process on your own. What do you what do you think is your next step? Where do you think you can go to find that information? Where do you think you can go to?" Um, you know, gather your resources and kind of keep pushing that back on them. As as a leader, you you've got a million other priorities. Um, as a with whatever role you're in, you've got lots of things. I mean, healthcare as a pharmacist, you're juggling a lot. So, ask the question. Okay, well, how, what do you? Where, what resource do you think you can go to first? Or why don't you take some time to research this and then like. Let's regroup at the end of the day, 15, 20 minutes, and we'll see how far you see how far you've gotten. And we can kind of go from there. It's really important to help people learn to solve problems on their own or or research the problem themselves. That's how people grow. Um, You don't want to be in a situation where you're as a like formal leader, you're always or a pharmacist or whatever role you're in, like you're always answering the questions you want to empower other leadership ability, other leadership skills. Okay. Uh, so another one, another situation, your coworker wants to switch a weekend with you or your boss wants you to pick up overtime. Here's a simple one. I need to check my calendar. Can I follow up when I've had time to look at my schedule? I need to check my calendar. Can I follow up when I've had time to look at my schedule? Um, another one is, oh, this is one that I, I have experienced, um, quite a bit as, as a, uh, kind of regular pharmacist as, uh, in, in different leadership roles. Um, but your coworkers may want to come to you. You're a good listener. So they want to come to you to complain about your boss or another colleague or coworker. So this can be this can be tough. I don't, you know, people complain because they, it's a sense of belonging. Okay. But when we, what we, what we appreciate, appreciate. So if we're continuing to focus on the thing we don't want, we're going to continue to get the thing we don't want. And so I think it's really important to have the skill. If you are in whatever work environment and you hear people complaining about openly, you know, I'm, I'm not saying like people do need a space to vent, and process their feelings. I am of the opinion it doesn't need to be in the middle of the pharmacy, in the middle of the entire department. And so something that you can say kind of, you know, in a kind manner, joking manner, or yeah, like, okay, please tell me we have better things to talk about. If it's kind of gaining the situation or, hey, let's, 
let's, uh, you know, I can't really do anything about that, but why don't you check with whoever your boss is or whoever the thing is like that, um, can do something about it. Or it could be something like, are you wanting to vent or are you wanting to like, are you needing to vent right now? Or are you wanting, you know, a solution to a problem? And that's something that you have to kind of, again, self-assess for your own boundary. If it's something like, do you have the energy to listen to this person vent and complain? If you are expressing, you know, if you are, as I'm sure you are, a kind, empathetic person and you want to give them that space to vent, hey, let's go outside. Hey, let's go in the hallway. And like, but if you're not in a space where you can literally where the you know phone ringing or you're just not energetically in a space, you can just say something like, you know, please tell me we have better things to talk about. Or this really isn't the space for this. Maybe we can revisit this with people that can make an impact and influence that situation at a different time. So that can be a little bit tricky depending on kind of the situation, but those are a couple nuances that you can use to um, set healthy boundaries at work. So again, just to kind of recap, your boss wants to reward good work, good work with more work. You can say, I appreciate the opportunity and I have a lot of competing projects right now. Can you help me determine which one needs to take top priority? Um, another one is again, picking up extra shifts. I need to check my, I need to check my calendar. I will follow up when I've had time to look at my schedule and then follow up whether it's later that day, the next day, follow through with what you're going to say. And then maybe it's like your coworker wants to help you with a project or wants help with a project that out of your expertise, not in your job description, doesn't interest you. Oh, unfortunately I cannot. Um, but once I finish up this current priority, I'll follow up to see if there's a way I can support you or unfortunately I can't. I have three top priorities. That's three top projects that are completely taking up my attention. Or you can just say, oh, unfortunately I can't period. (laughs) Um, and then your coworkers want to complain about your boss, another colleague, again, kind of feeling out, this is where the emotional intelligence comes in. If it's in a space where like, Hey, please tell me we have better things to chat about. Maybe that's appropriate. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's, Hey, like, let's talk about this outside. Hey, this isn't the space for it right now, but let's, let's talk about with who, you know, whoever the boss is, let's talk about leadership. Um, you know, in the middle of the pharmacy is not the best place right now. So those are a couple of examples just to kind of get you started, you know, with this, again, this takes practice. This takes, um, you know, just practice trying it out and start small, start with an easy example and kind of build up that skill. And again, you're practicing like, and just give yourself grace as, you know, you're probably not going to be perfect at it the first time. I'm still a work in progress with these things. I'm some are a little bit easier than others for me. And that's okay. We're all working on this together. So for action steps, again, kind of get a couple boundary starters ready to go and begin practicing these uh, first with yourself and then with others. So that is all that I have for you now. 
Uh, remember to hike more, worry less, and I'll talk to you soon. As a busy woman in the corporate world, I experienced success in the traditional sense. A good job, a house, friends, and family, my dog Fitzroy. I had a lot to be grateful for, yet something still felt off. I felt like I was just going through the motions without any real sense of purpose or fulfillment. I struggled to find work-life balance. I felt like I was always on the go, juggling multiple responsibilities. I had lost touch with who I really am and what truly makes me happy. I was living on autopilot. What do you do if you feel overwhelmed and exhausted all the time, like you're constantly running on empty? What do you do if you can't seem to switch off and just relax? Even when you do have downtime, your mind is still racing with work and family worries. If you feel this way, you're not alone and this is completely normal. It's why I designed a quiz to help busy, successful career women in their 30s and 40s who feel their life force is being drained, prioritize their self-care and reclaim their energy by knowing their unique self-care style. When you finish the quiz, you get your tailor-made results sent directly to your inbox. Just click the link in the podcast show notes to take your free quiz to find out what is your unique self-care style.